Before we get started into the word, I just want to lift up some of these prayer requests that were made earlier in the service. And also, I want you to remember Phil, he's going to go in for a hip replacement surgery. And uh, so we need to keep him on our hearts. Father, I just want to thank you for the hearts of the people, Lord, that cry out to you. And Lord, we just pray for Mark Wilder this morning, Lord, that you would just continue to heal and to restore. We thank you for his faith, Lord. And we just ask that you would bless him and honor his faith. Father, we just would bind that spirit of uh, illness, Lord, that would come upon him, Lord, and that sickness that would come upon him, Lord. We would just lose your spirit within that situation. Father, we pray for Phil as he goes in for surgery, Lord, that you will just be with the surgeon's hands, Lord, and be with him that his health might uh, sustain him through this. Lord, give him quick recovery in your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray for this request that Terry made. Father, we don't know, but you know. And Father, we just thank you that as an omnipotent God and all-knowing God, Lord, you can work in this situation. So, Lord, right now we just turn your spirit loose upon that situation to comfort, to heal, to restore whatever is needed. Father, we just uh, loose you. Hallelujah. To do that which you can do. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm kind of getting the idea that maybe there's a conspiracy going on in the church because people are starting to move around. So I don't know exactly where you are, so I don't know where to look when I want to preach at you. No, this is, this is good. I, I love it. Um, you know, it seems like, I mean, I, I've always sat there, and if somebody was to sit there, it wouldn't bother me a bit, but I think people are afraid to sit in the front row for some reason. And I don't know if it's me or if it's just the front row. <laughs> it's me, okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to start sitting in the back then so everybody will come forward. How's that? <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to speak to you this morning on bondage. Hallelujah. I want to start. I'm going to read out of Romans 6 and just verse 16. I'm going to be jumping around to a lot of different scriptures this morning, just kind of getting God's idea on this and uh, what I believe he's showing me through it. But I want to just read verse 16 of chapter 6. I'm in the wrong chapter here. I thought I had it marked. Oh, I do. There it is. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Hallelujah. As I said, I want to speak to you about bondage. I don't know when you read that scripture what you think of, but when I think of a servant, my mind goes to slave, not servant. And, uh, you know, uh, Jesus said to us as we've accepted him, you know, no longer do I call you slaves, I call you friends. So in all reality, we're not slaves to righteousness, but we desire to do that because he first loved us. But... You're bound to something. I want you just to think about that. You're either bound by righteousness or you're bound by sin and death. It's like Eunice was saying this morning. You have to choose. You've got a choice of what you want to do. But I'm just here to tell you that one or the other, you are bound this morning.
I want to share something else. We've been probably quoting this scripture a lot lately. It's out of 2 Timothy 1.7, and you don't have to turn there, but it says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love of a sound mind. We've been focusing on the spirit of fear when we should be focusing on a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. But I want to speak to you about the power of God. I want you to just begin to realize who you are in God this morning, what you have available to you through God. And uh, the main thing I want to share with you is that power of God to break bonds, to destroy chains, to set us free. We've been singing about it this morning. Uh, you know, when I, you know, when I receive a message from the Lord, I just love to watch the songs and just see all the different verses and, and uh, words that come into play into what I'm speaking to you this morning. But God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. We need to begin to realize the power that we have in Christ. I don't know about you. I don't want to be a weak Christian. I want to be powerful in God. I want to experience the power that God has set forth for us. I want to turn to Isaiah chapter 61. I think most of you are probably familiar with this scripture. Now, this is a scripture that actually Jesus prayed in the New Testament, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but I think it applies so much to us. I want you just to begin to personalize this verse into your heart and into your ministry, I guess I could say. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of prison to them that are bound. Hallelujah. Them that are bound. In Luke 4, and I, I'm not exactly sure which verse it is, but I know it's in Luke 4. Jesus uh, had gone back home to Nazareth and He'd gone into the temple on the Sabbath day, and it was his turn to stand and read, and they handed him the scroll of Isaiah. And this is the verse uh, that he read that day. And as he closed the book, he gave it to uh, the person that was in charge of the scrolls, and he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. I pray that today this scripture would begin to be fulfilled in our ears, that we would hear what God is saying to us, what he is calling us to, and by his power, we would begin to do this. We would begin to set the captives free, opening a prison doors to them that are bound. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to turn over to Isaiah chapter 42. And this kind of even personalizes a little bit more for me. I'm going to read verses 5 through 8. Thus saith, the God, thus saith God the Lord, He that created the heavens and stretched them out, He that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, He that giveth bread unto the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein, I the Lord have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee, a, thee for a covenant of the people for a light of the Gentiles 
to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and let them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory will I not give to another. Neither my praise to graven images. I am the Lord. That is my name. That's his promise to us people. He's created us for a covenant to the people that we might do the things that we just read about in Isaiah 61. Hallelujah. So what's hindering us? Let's go to chapter 59 of Isaiah. And read verses 1 and 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. If you find yourself in a state of bondage, you need to look to this scripture. It's our sins that separate us from God. It's sin that brings bondage into our life. Hallelujah. Your sins have separated you. Your sins have placed you in a place of bondage. Just as we read there in Romans, you know, you're either a servant unto sin or you're a servant unto righteousness. Which are you serving? What is your choice? <laughs> you know, who will you choose this day to serve? I want to read out of Psalms. Psalms chapter 68 and verse 6. God setteth the solitary in families that talks about the lonely. God setteth those that are lonely in families. He brings out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. I want you to notice that. Those that are lonely, God will bring into a family. And he'll take those that are bound with chains and bring them out. But a rebellious person will dry, dwell in a dry land. Dwell in a dry land. I want to go over to Psalms 107, verses 8 through 11. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for the wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God and condemned the counsel of the Most High. Why is our world in such a mess? <laughs> That's right there. Yes. They rebelled against the words. We're rebelling against the words of God. We're condemning the counsel of the Most High, saying we know better. We know better. 
But it's bringing a bondage upon people. And that's what brings a bondage upon individuals and upon nations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to go to Matthew 12. And this is really where this all started from about three weeks ago. And uh, you don't know how hard it's been for me just to hold on to this <laughs> for these last few weeks. But I want to just share with you. This is a portion of Scripture where Jesus is casting out demons. I want to start in verse 25 of chapter 12 of Matthew. And something just popped out at me from this. Maybe you already have seen it. Uh, I hope so. Jesus knew their thoughts, talking about the Pharisees, and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. I guess maybe I should back up. Jesus had just cast out a demon, and the Pharisees were saying, Well, he does this by Satan himself or by Beelzebub. He's casting out devils because he has a devil. And uh, every kingdom that is divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your, your judges. Why don't you begin to listen now here. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house? Do you catch what he's saying there? Jesus is saying, I've bound the strong man. That's why I can go into his house and spoil it. Hallelujah. Are you bound this morning or are you binding this morning? Are you able by the power of God to bind these things because your life lines up with what God desires of you? I want you to think about Jesus, uh, his beginning of this. In Matthew chapter 4, you can go there and read this, but it's when Jesus went to be baptized. And then after he was baptized, he came out of the waters and was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And after he was tempted 40 days, it says, uh, you know, the devil attempted him. He said, then the devil leaveth him. The devil left him. Why? Because Jesus had bound that strong man. He had bound Satan with the words that he spoke. No longer could Satan accuse him or, uh, you know, persecute him or charge him with things because Jesus had overcome him. And from that time on, Jesus began to go in and spoil Satan's house with his walk. I want us to become spoilers this morning. I want us to begin to realize the power that we have in God that if we are living righteously before God, we have that strong man bound. We have a right to go in to his house and spoil it. I hope you're catching this this morning. Hallelujah. How can one enter to a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man? We're just reading, remember, about how that our sins separate us bring us into bondage. We need to make sure that our lives are clear from sin. Does that mean we're going to be perfect? No. It means that every sin that is brought to our attention, we take care of. 
You know, you don't have to worry about sins that you don't know about. (laughs) To know to do good and do it not, that's sin. So when God reveals something in your life that you need to take care of, you need to take care of it. Because if you don't, it becomes sin. It's a disobedience to the Word of God. If God is saying you need to confess this, confess it. If you don't, you're not confessing it. You're rebelling against the words of God just like what we read. And it brings you into a state of bondage. Then guess whose house is being spoiled? Yours. Because you are a strong man also. You have a house. If Satan has bound you, he can come in and destroy your house. We don't want to be bound. We want to bind him. We want to make sure that we are bound. We have bound Satan and we are spoiling his house. Hallelujah. I want to go to Ephesians. Uh, this just kind of speaks to me of the goodness and the greatness of God. In Ephesians 1, and I'm going to read about eight verses here, 15 through 23. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. This is what he's praying for them. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That's my prayer for you this morning, that you would begin to realize the power that you have in God, in Christ Jesus. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. And this, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which you are, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Hallelujah. <laughs> if God be for us, who can be against us? <laughs> just think about what we just read there. The greatness of God and what he has wrought in Christ Jesus since he raised him from the dead and given to us. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 10, it says, I have given you power over all the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. Why do we allow Satan to ransack our homes, our lives? Hallelujah. We need to begin to take authority, bind that strong man. We need to get him in a place in our lives where he has no effect. That everything we do spoils what he's doing. And he spoils nothing that we're doing. We've got to begin to realize the fact, you know, if we're bound, we need to get rid of those chains. No longer do we need to be fettered to the world and its ways. We need to be set free in Christ. I want to read one more scripture in Matthew chapter 16. I'm going to go ahead and ask the worship team to come up. 
as I close here. Matthew 16, verses 18 and 19. I think I'm going to go back to 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, this is talking to Peter, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. This is in the situation where Jesus had confirmed his disciples and said, Who do you say that I am? And Peter, being the impetuous one he was, said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And this is what Jesus answered to him. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I want to just stop there for a minute. Peter's not the rock that this church is being built upon. If you look up Peter, the word means stone or pebble. If you go on to the next one, and upon this rock, it means a mass, a huge stone. And I, I mean, the first thought that came to me was if you know the uh, story in the Old Testament of Nebuchadnezzar's Nebuchadnezzar's dream and there was a statue and it was gold and silver and bronze and so on and so forth iron and iron mixed with clay but it says then there was a stone cut out of the mountain that's this stone that's the stone that will roll down and crush the rest of these kingdoms it's Jesus Christ and the truth that we're building this upon is the truth that Jesus is the Christ the son of the living God but then he says, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. There's a real truth to binding and loosing. And there's a real truth about being bound or being free. And there's a real ability for us through the power of Jesus Christ and the infilling of his Holy Spirit to bind the strong man Satan and to spoil his things, his house. I want to give you opportunity this morning as we've been talking about this. If you are here this morning, we sang a song, you know, uh, it looks like I'm surrounded. If you feel surrounded this morning, if you're feeling bound or fettered, I want you to come on up. Let's pray. But we're going to sing this song, Egypt, again, because I just, I just love this. The fact that we were bound in Egypt in our sin, God has set us free. But if you're here this morning, you have something that's binding you, keeping you from being the strong man that you ought to be, I'm going to ask you to come forward and pray. Uh, we've got people here that will pray with you. And uh, just want you to just feel his freedom this morning, the power of God in your life. Hallelujah. Yes, he'll step into your Egypt, and he'll take you by the hand, and he'll march you out in freedom. Straight into the promised land. Yes, he'll step into my Egypt and he'll take me by the hand and he'll march me out and free. Straight into the promised land. And I will not forget you, God. I sing of all you've done. Death is swallowed up.
Father, your word says that he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We just claim that this morning, Lord, as chains have been broken, bondages have been broken, Lord, prisoners have been set free. We just pray, Lord, that the heart of these this morning, seeking release, will receive that which you've given to them. May the power of your Spirit, Lord, stay with them, keep them, keep them free, Lord. And I realize, Lord, that this freedom comes from knowing the truth, that your word is true. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I just want to thank you for the time we've had to gather this morning, for the hearts that have been touched, Lord, and probably more than even came to the altar this morning. I just pray, Lord, that as there have been commitments and confessions made to you, Lord, I know that you're a good keeper, Lord. You keep good records and you keep good account of the things that are taken care of. We just love you this morning, Lord. Thank you for your presence here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dismiss us now, Lord, with your love and favor. And may your peace go with us. Hallelujah. The blessing of God upon these families.